It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment, hour two of the big program. Let's get a little music news. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Okay, so I was reading about Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> how how old are your kids again? Better if it's a guessing game. Uh, how old are all 10? four of my kids? Let's go eleven. Okay. Do you have an eleven-year-old? I'm going to tell you at the end. So Addie's eleven, maybe going on maybe twelve. I'm going to say eleven. Okay. And a half. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's get to the others, Donna. There are three more. Ten. Nine and a half. Ten. Which one? Which number do you want to go with? Nine. Okay. The is third gray. One. All right, let's go to Lila. Lila Lou is seven. Okay, this is tracking. And Devi? Four. Nah, he's not four yet. Is he four yet? He's three. All right, He's we'll three. Those nice job, Donna. I'd Thank like you. to uh, say that uh, you went over four. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, with, things are on par. Yes. Uh, you know. Dev is four. Okay, got that one. Lila is eight. Oh, I did not get that one. Okay, Lila. Grayson eight. is eleven. Okay. Adeline is thirteen. She's thirteen. If you ever asked about anyone besides my dog, you would learn this. Excuse stuff. me. I am looking at an unanswered text right now where I said, hey, how's Dev feeling? I didn't respond because I knew it was a gateway to finding out about Rex. I forgot about Rex. I didn't even remember that he was sick. How's Rex? <laughs> He's doing good. He's on expensive prescription food right now. Nothing a dog likes more than wet food out of a can. It's so true. They love it. And if I could, if I, if it was more reasonably priced, I'd get it for him because his dry food, he sniffs. He's like, oh, that crap again. And then he just waits until hunger commands his his actions. Wet food, doesn't matter the time of day. He loves it. Okay, I got it. And it looks like Dinty more beefs too. Oh, yeah, it does. And they're, they're, you could get toppers too. But I'm watching a friend's dog right now. And she's one of those dogs that you put it in her bowl. She might eat it, might not eat it. That sounds like your dog. Yeah, totally. Because they hate that garbage. The dry kibble. Yeah. So to get her to eat, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to kill me or not. Peanut butter? No, I've just been putting like a tablespoon of wet food on top and a little water. Where to are you getting the wet them. food from? I'm buying it. So you're losing money on this endeavor. Yes. I like it. Oh, but you'll, 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 <laughs> she'll do it as a tax write off. No, I just do it because I want to take care of the baby buddy boo. Is there cheap wet food? Yes. You don't have to get like the, this equivalent of what, you know, if you're just trying to get them to eat, I mean, I wouldn't feed eat, that to them every day, every single day alone. It's just to entice them to eat their food that has their, you know, vitamins and stuff in it. Yeah. This is, um, and I've made all the kids do it so that they can all experience how gross it is. Because when you take the can off of these wet food things, it is so, it smells terrible Mm -hmm. and it's just you got to get the spoon up in there and glop it all out and truly it'll change the way you see dinty more beef stew (laughs) the similarities are uncanny 
Yeah. I love it. Oh, it's I love it. It's a can there. joke. Anyway, the reason I was asking about your kids' ages is because Kelly Clarkson has a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. And apparently, she does not let them go on social media at all. And, you know, she also says, especially because they've got parents in the public eye, so it's harder. Social media is harder on them. Do you let your kids on social? Like, do they do TikTok and no, all that stuff? No. Really? Yeah, a 9 and 11-year-old, they shouldn't be anywhere near it, if you ask me. Really? Aren't they even trying to pass No, the, some... 9 and 7 here. Oh, my gosh, yeah. 9 and 7. This is not a... She said, well, what if Dad lets me? And Kelly said, well, you're there four days a month. Enjoy that. And she said, I'll listen to them when they're older, but until they have a solid ar- argument, it's going to be a no on social media. On social media. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, we haven't made a firm decision about that, but I'll tell you this: I have a 13 year old, and she's not anywhere close to being on social Stop. media. Stop! Oh, absolutely not. That's awesome. No, I know too many adults who struggle with it. Yes, and the comparison game and all of that. And what is the meme that I saw? Uh, you know, when it was when you want your kid's childhood to be over, introduce them to social media. And I think that's an exaggerated way of getting your attention in, in the meme culture. But I, yeah, there is a, a, a our 13-year-old, uh, and Lou and I haven't had any conversations about when, but I can just tell you, and that will have to be a joint decision that she and I make together, but this side of the court, we aren't anywhere close. How does that work with, you know, as a kid, Going to school and hearing your friends talk about, oh, do you see this video or, you know, this TikTok or mm-hmm. whatever or so-and-so on Instagram? And, you know, there's a level of feeling a little left out. A little left out. Yeah. We ha- we were pretty strict on phone usage for a while. And she has like a kid version of a phone right now. It's not the Gab phone, which we had so many problems with. It's a good concept. It's a very limited place for your kid to roam on a phone. But anyway, she maybe it's true me is what she's on now. Maybe that's it. Uh, anyway, it's any new contact. We were like, okay, like it, she'd have to run it by us if she wanted to start texting with somebody new. Okay. And then there was a time when we stopped. We just put the phone away for a little while because there was a group conversation that got a little squirrely. And, and when we looked back at this text log, I said, you know, and this is at the time when she was 12 um, or about to turn 12. I said, you know, this is not how this group of friends who, and we know all of the people, all the yeah. girls that were on this thread. I said, my best example without getting like too principled in my stand is that this is just not where they do their best communicating on a group text at that age. They're, this is right, not, right. it was where they started, you know, like many people do, they experiment with what can I say and how can I treat this person and they're saying snippier things than they would say if they were in person so we went we took a long hiatus from that and we just said the phone's gonna go away for a while and you know it to her credit she was really cool about it but getting back to your point of feeling left out after a while she was feeling a little disconnected and wanted to so then we slowly reintroduced texting with certain people over time still on this limited phone but the idea of Introducing her to social media and the comparison trap and Mm -hmm. the bullying stuff that goes on there. Yes, I'm much more in do one-on-one text messages with people that you love and care about. 
And Love that. you limit how wrong that can go. And it's funny. I even posted a video of her last week prepping for the talent yeah, show. Yeah, I saw that. She's and I great. was really hesitant about that. And then even a couple hours after, I was like, oh, I think I just want to take this down. And then... And then I didn't. She thought it was fun that it was up there. You know, she okay, did not I ask was say, for me to post it. But ask she, her if you could post it? Yes, of course. Okay. I, I said, are you cool if I post this? And she was like, yeah. But she was not like thirsty, like, oh, post that so people could see. But then I just really was like, I don't even know if I want. And people were very nice and said nice things. Yeah. But I just don't even want to necessarily introduce. My kids will even ask me, oh, how many followers do you have now? Or how many views did that get? And I try to just deflect that yeah, yeah, and just yeah. say, you know, yeah, people are enjoying it. You know, it's fun. But it it's hard for some adults to deal with the amount of likes if people are looking at their stuff, right. the nice comments, much less if you're in a really mushy brain part of your life. Right. And you're learning to deal with right. all of the difficult things of interaction like that. So, uh, listen, Kelly Clarkson. That's cool to hear. Yeah. But if you ask me, there it shouldn't even be in the conversation for a nine and seven year old. So I'm sorry, I'm not going to say, hey, Kelly, you know, way to go. Right. What a bold parenting move for a nine and seven year old social media. Right. Are you nuts? Yeah. They're still babies. Yeah. Yeah. I will okay. show them a funny Bravo. video and say, hey, look, yesterday I sat Lou and Grayson were there. And I said, here's some funny videos that I have found that I think you guys will enjoy. And then they're just like, oh, that person has a beautiful singing voice. Oh, that's a really funny. Okay, then meme. they can talk about things like that with their friends, so they seem. Yeah, also the last connected. thing I need them doing is freely roaming on social right. media. Are you nuts? Nine and seven. I'm with you. What's the big deal? There? I don't know. I'm out. I guess here. somebody asked her. Do you let your kids on social media? I don't know. All right. I'm. Well, listen. Kelly and I were like minded in that way. Right, Absolutely good. not. Good to know. All right. When we come back, let's go back to the Golden Globe, shall we? You uh, found the audio for that funny uh, presentation with the joke about the executives. I think it was my favorite presentation of the night. Yeah, we'll get to hear it when we return. It's Don and Steve on my talk. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Woo! And we're back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. And now we are joined by Mike the Big Zamboni. Honk, honk. Honk, honk, buddy. Hey, Mike, did you watch the Golden Globes at all? Uh, every second. You did? Wow. Loved it. Favorite moment? Favorite moment, man. There were uh, there were some funny kind of moments. Will Ferrell had some fun on the stage. Yes. Which, yeah, that was kind of fun. That was um, cute. Yeah, I don't know. Favorite moment? I I was I'm a huge fan of Oppenheimer. I was excited every time they won, so that was great. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was okay, good. Good. I uh, I had a favorite moment last night that um, was well. I'll let you listen to it to sort of appreciate. This was a joke looking back at the writer strike that had happened and how executives decided to write this 
presentational bit. Um, who is all up here? I need to see. This is Haley Steinfeld. I'm not sure if I know the guy on the right. Um, and then it's the guy from, oh gosh, I'm dropping names now. They own this article that I'm looking at, or the tweet only has Haley Steinfeld. Uh, remember the guy from Get Out? Yes. Uh, Kalula, Michael no, Kalula. Daniel Kalula. Daniel Kalula. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Kalula. And then, um, oh gosh, I don't know. Let's let's listen. I'll get the names on the other side, but it was a very funny little bit that they all partook in. This year, we were all reminded of the critical importance of writers to the creative process. To demonstrate the importance of writers and writing, we ask that this segment be written not by writers, but by studio executives. (laughs) (laughs) What is up, Shamik? (laughs) <laughs> Not much, Daniel. How are you, Haley? I am relatable. <laughs> I enjoy the Golden Globs. Do you agree? The Golden Globs. I do agree. Mm. As do I. <laughs> we are here with my fellow actors for the awards <laughs> show that we are having together to present the category of the writing. <laughs> Screenplays are for writing and to make actors say words for the audience. <laughs> Here are these nominations for movie writing for the movies. <laughs> that was great. Uh, that was Daniel Kaluuya, Haley Steinfeld, and Shamik Moore, who were all out there. I thought that was a, that was a well well written bit. Yes, yeah, very funny. Also, I think it was John Batiste and um, Andre Day who were very cute together, and they had some similar. Was it them? Or there was another group that were just talking about roles that they wished that they could play. Very cute. Just cute. They, there was a lot of good, cute presenting. But then there were some cringy moments, too. Oh, yeah. Like the timing was not good. Kevin the, Costner. Oh, my. Yeah. Missed so, that. So oh. America Ferrera, I thought, started that really strong. And it was, like, really funny. And then the Costner thing started, like, his first line or two, it was like, oh, okay. Like, no, I didn't really memorize your whole thing. And then it got long and uh, his his delivery got really slow, and all of the punch oh, that no. America Ferrera brought, it felt like fizzled away. Oh no, that's yeah, unfortunate. A little bit of a weird moment. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, should we listen to the Taylor Swift joke that? Yeah. <laughs> I guess Taylor didn't laugh at. Welcome back, and as you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Uh, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL. On the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to here. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah. See, he kind of said we have more to go to here. Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. he didn't have to add that. Sure, but it, it just, you know, sometimes the room will react how the celebrity reacts. True. You know what I mean? Right. So they'll kind of wait for the mm-hmm. shot. And they did have two big monitors up to on either yes. sides of the room. And so, um, you know, you kind of wait and it's like, okay, what should we be saying now? Um, here is America Ferreira and Kevin Costner. We won't listen to the whole thing, but Donna, this will give you a little bit of the vibe. Okay. And she starts really great. Kevin, first, can I just say I'm such a fan of yours? Like the bodyguard, when when you say goodbye Rachel and then she leaves and then and then and then you run to each other and then oh, chills mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a 
Well, you know, you have a scene uh, that, that I really love. I think a lot of people really love that scene. Uh, really? Which, yeah. Which the, scene the, is that? The Barbie, the Barbie movie. The Barbie thing, you almost know, Where it's literally <laughs> impossible to be a woman. You know, that you're so beautiful, you're so smart, and it kills me that you don't think you're good enough. That was pretty good. <laughs> Did... Did you, Kevin Costner, memorize my monologue about womanhood from, from Barbie? No. But it's an important message, uh -huh. really. And it, and, and it always serves to remind me what's possible in films. Um, you know, it just reminds me that when we take our time, uh -huh. what she's we, doing, when we manage to get it right, when film is working at its very best. It can be about moments you never ever forget. A look, a touch, you know, a kiss, a speech, and you just had one of those moments. So, um, And all the actors nominated tonight know so well the power. See, of okay, that's when it's like, wait, I thought, were we not building all toward another punchline there? Because the whole first bit of him, no. That I was didn't. funny. That, that was, was funny. funny. And then the wheels fall off as it's like he's doing the same delivery, slow, staccato style without actually landing a punchline. And now it feels disingenuous. Yeah, there needed to be a transitional kind of tone that just kind of went. And, you know, all the nominees tonight instead of, and, you know, all the nominees here tonight. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. What All right, else? Ricky Gervais, you want to see him back next year. Well, here's what I would say. Not that I love every joke that Ricky Gervais does. I like that he takes shots at the audience and, you know, just loosen them. Or Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. I loved them. Thought yeah, they that were they great. They were great. Um, but the, Ricky Gervais at least has the... So if Amy and Tina did it, I would watch. They said they're never going to do it again. Ricky Gervais gives me tune-in ability, and he says he's never going to do it again either. He wasn't even there last night when he won the best comedy special. Oh, right, right. How about, Mike, what's yeah. going on over there? Nothing. I was just <laughs> I was laughing because that moment was just funny because it was like, Ricky Gervais! And I was like, oh, yeah. Is he here? Yeah. Is, is he, here? Is yeah. he not? And then... Uh, yeah. But he gets up tight. Exactly. Nothing. And I, then Gaffigan was like, I'll accept that award for yeah, him. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> How about this couple for a uh, hosting gig? Kristen Wiig and... Will Ferrell. Kate McKinnon. Sure. I don't, I don't know. They work well together. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good. You know, Will Ferrell, I actually don't think would be a good host. And there's no bigger fan on this radio station of Will right. Ferrell that's than, true. Me, than me. That's true. Than I. Anyway, he's. I don't think he would be comfortable taking shots at people. He is much more ready to make himself the Look fool dumb. and the butt of the joke. And for that monologue especially, you need to, you know, loosen him up. Bring back the spirit of Don Rickles for all I care. How about Martin Short and... Steve Martin. Steve Martin. They would... That's it, Donna. You they, did it. They, they've got a little bit of the insult comedy that's just enough yes. because it's playful. Yes. Yes. Uh, where was Steve Martin last night? Great question. Probably had a gig playing his banjo. Wow. Thank we'll you. play a game next. Okay. It's called the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. You can call us now, 651-641-1071, uh, and we'll play that game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Stay right there. It's Donna and Steve on my talk.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back. Thank you for listening, you guys. Ah, we're here. Donna and Steve. My Talk 1071, where talk is fun and we're going to play a little game. Time, time, time to go to college. college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. It is indeed time to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. I want to remind you, it is brought to you by 191 Virtual Academy. You can Google 191 Virtual Academy to learn more about supporting your child's passion and purpose. It is all tied up 2-2. Oh, boy. That is where we sit right now. The two of you deadlocked in a tie to start this new year. And uh, it's funny, that's how last year ended with that 138 and a half to 138 and a half tie. A nail biter. Oh, yeah. A nail biter it was. That was fun. Throughout the year, yes. Yeah. Never yeah. was a doubt. All right. Uh, we've got a category today that is going to be what we've kind of been talking about all day long. We're chatting Golden Globes. Oh, boy. Golden yeah. Globes are is our category today for the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. And we've got uh, Amy on the line to play with us. Hi, Amy. Hi. Hola, coming in hot from Stillwater. Yeah. Oh, boy. How's the weather in Stillwater today? You know what? It's fabulous. No snow yet, though. I'll tell yeah. you, that's been, that's been something. Are you a snow person? Oh, I am. Yeah. The older I get, the more I hate the sun and the heat and stuff. I love winter. Oh, wow. I, hate the sun. I do like the sun. I just don't like being hot. Yeah, we don't like sweating, right. Amy. Yeah. No, it makes me crabby and stabby. Yeah, yes, I hear queen. that, Queen. Uh, it's going to get cold yeah. next week, though, so it'll get nice and icy out there for you if you want to go out on a lake or whatever. Love it. I need to put coverings on my 152-year-old windows. They don't oh, work that well. Wow. <laughs> what the? No, what sort of a that old, Lincoln log cabin are you living in? <laughs> well, you know, I'm in Stillwater in town. The houses are old. My house was built in 1869. Are you kidding me? Is it's, there anything? No. Hang on a minute. Before we get to this game, I got a question <laughs> or two. Is there anything in that home that is original? Oh, every, pretty much everything. Oh, I mean, pipes? like the windows are original. The, the beautiful floors are original. Wow. Do you have small yeah. toilets? I hear that the old houses have small toilets. They did, but those luckily are better. Those are newer. You got them new. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, Amy, know. your Who's house history? is definitely haunted. Donna um, Valentine. <laughs> oh, I know. There's a lot of people that like came through this house, right? See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 18, I love it. That house that you are in was around when Abraham Lincoln was roaming the planet. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nuts? I mean, just think everything this house has seen. 
My word. What a journey. Yeah. That's cool. All right, Amy, yeah. with that, yeah. it is time for you to team up with Donna or Steve. What is our topic today, Miguel? It is the Golden Globes. Okay, you said that. Um, you need to see if you want to team up with Donna, who essentially just cursed your home, or me, who took a really <laughs> kind-hearted, naive interest in your housing. Well, Donna, duh, because she knows the house is haunted. Okay, so. bye. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right. This is exciting. Thank you, Amy. Hold on the line. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to come to you, I'm sure. All right, Amy's going on hold. Steve's making his way out of the studio. Donna, are you ready to give it a roll? Sure. Again, this is College of Pop Culture Knowledge, all about the Golden Globes. We're mm-hmm. chatting about that uh, all morning long. We're going to continue it with this game of College of Pop Culture Knowledge and this first one. When you include honorary awards, Barbara Streisand has 10 Golden Globes. When it comes to only competitive categories, it's no surprise that this actress leads everyone with nine. Uh, I'm just going to say Meryl Streep for now. This 2016 musical swept all categories it was nominated for, winning the max of seven awards. 2016 musical. I'm going to say La La Land. In 2007, Helen Mirren won two different acting categories, though her characters in each shared this name. Oh, God. Her characters in each shared Elizabeth. All right. Would you like anything repeated? No, I don't think she played Queen Elizabeth. She played Margaret Thatcher. Margaret? Let's go, Elizabeth. You can stick with Elizabeth. All right, let's bring Amy in here. Amy, you heard her answers for those three questions. How do you feel like she did? I feel like she did pretty well. Pretty okay. solid. You uh, do? You don't want to change anything? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay, let's just leave it. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea how I did. Honestly, I don't know if any of that... All right, Amy, we're going to put you back on hold, and we... Steve back in here. You would think he would stay like somewhat close by. Okay, sorry. You know, it'd be an interesting question. Who takes longer to come back? (laughs) Because I think we both get irritated with each other. There was that time right before Christmas break, every time you went out, you were just talking to Dawn about. Whatever the hens were clucking about that day. Dawn was very chatty at that time. It was like the holidays. You're blaming her. I'm not blaming her, but I didn't want. You know, I don't want to be rude. All right, I digress. You digress. How'd it go? <laughs> I can't tell. Okay. I really don't know. I like that. Could be a hundred percent. Could be zero. Okay. Let's find out. <laughs> Let's give it a whirl here for Steve uh, again. Golden Globes. What we chat or what we are chatting about today. Are you ready, Steve? I'm ready. Well, let's get it started with this one. When you include honorary awards, Barbara Streisand has ten Golden Globes to lead the way. When it comes to only competitive categories, it's no surprise that this actress leads with nine. Meryl Streep. This 2016 musical swept all the categories it was nominated for, winning the max of seven awards. La La Land. In 2007, Helen Mirren won two different acting categories, though her characters in each shared this name. Say it again. 2007, Helen Mirren won two different acting categories, though her characters in each shared this name. Maria. Anything um, like repeated. Nice. I like Maria. One of them's a Tolstoy one, I think. Tolstoy. Tolstoy, Donna. Tolstoy. Two seconds. Nestle is up. Tolstoy. All right. Tolstoy. Leo Tolstoy, War and Peace. Oh, never read it. Well, I tried. Yeah, you're probably still reading it, right? Oh, my gosh. Yes. It's like 900 pages. No, thank you. 
You guys ready to uh, give it a roll? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Or give it. Uh, I was trying to see if I could find Tolstoy's pronunciation here. Uh, they don't have that. Uh, we'll, we'll do some. I more thought research. you were saying Tol- Toy Story. No, Toy Story. I'm like Tolstoy. I'm like, are you having a stroke? Tolstoy. What's happening? Let's Boy. run through these answers again. We're chatting about the Golden Globes. When you include honorary awards, Barbara Streisand leads the way with ten Golden Globes. When it comes to only competitive categories, it's no surprise that this actress leads everyone with nine. Meryl Streep, the correct yeah, answer. You both woo! got that one right. You seem too obvious. I don't know. Uh, Tom, that's, that's the first one. Tom Hanks, by the way, also has nine, but one of those honorary. Oh, okay. So, there you go. Uh, let's move on to the next one. This 2016 musical swept all the categories it was nominated for, winning the max of six award, excuse me, of seven awards. Last night, Oppenheimer won five. A few movies have won six, but only one has won seven. It is indeed La La Land. Yeah! Nicely done for woo! both of you. Donna, I want to know ahead of time, what did you say on this answer? What do you think I said? I don't know. Maybe I said Maria. I said Elizabeth. Okay. All right, Mike. In 2007, Helen Mirren won two different acting categories, though her characters in each shared this name. One of those awards went for her portrayal in the movie... The Queen, the other for her portrayal of Queen Elizabeth the First in on TV. Donna got it Maria. right. It is Elizabeth. What? Nicely done. Stop it. She actually played two different Queen Elizabeths that year and won in a Golden Globe for both of them. Look at me go. Talk about getting typecast. <laughs> right? I was like, did she play Victoria? Or Elizabeth. She played nice. two Queen <laughs> Elizabeth. Well, Elizabeth, she played the, our most recent Queen Elizabeth in The the uh, the Queen. And then there was a TV special serial called Elizabeth the First when she played yes. Elizabeth the First. Wow. Amazing. Donna, you earned that one. Thank you, Steve. And Amy, you won as well. Yay, Amy! Yay! Yeah, we did it! Woo-hoo! Thank Woo-hoo! you so much. What are you doing with the rest of your day today in this chilly weather? Um, funny you should ask. I'm actually going to go in the basement and dig out my window cover thingies. <laughs> Got <laughs> it. My 150-year-old windows. Wait you know, a minute, With the though. hair dryer and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is the seal. Now, can you clearly see through the windows once you put this oh, yeah. covering on? Oh, yeah. 100%. And you know what? The windows facing the west, even with the plastic on and when it's really cold out, the plastic will, like, be moving. Oh, and like the windows are like wavy. It has the wavy glass. It's so cool. If you stare long enough, it's like you smoke something. <laughs> you know. So wait a second, Amy. You do this every year, and does it work? Oh yeah, it works really, really, really well. Oh, maybe I'll do all mine. the homes in Stillwater. We do that because you know they're all like old. really old. Yeah, houses Donna, right your house was built in like the eighties, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I don't. 70s, her 80s. house was built in eighteen fifty. I know, but mine get. I, I have a bad seal. Don't worry about it. Um, go ahead. I have to say that you two are my favorite by far. And my teenage daughter, she just went back to college in Duluth yesterday. And she loves listening to you guys, too. And she always says that um, you and Donna, Donna and Steve, are just like me and my husband. And she's like, my daughter just loves you guys, too. And she's a teenager. She doesn't like anything. Oh, Oh my God, that's amazing. (laughs) What's your daughter's name? Her name is Maya, and what she's a- always like, they're just like you and Dad. That means we fight a lot. Hi, <laughs> Maya. Hi, Maya. Uh, this is You're well in school this semester. In closing, Amy, I do have. Yeah. I could do a whole other segment with you about this ancient home that you're living in. Yeah. Um, but you have the right attitude for living in an old home like that because 
Many people would be like, oh, I'm sorry, it's the second year in a row that we have to put this saran wrap on our windows. Right. <laughs> I'm out of here, call the window person or whatever. But you seem to just have an appreciation of like, this is what it takes to upkeep this sort of a home. So good on you. Yeah, I love it. It's great. I grew up in a house in Stillwater that actually the movie The Cure was filmed in, this giant Victorian. Yeah, have you heard of that movie? Is it scary? Oh, yeah. And then my family has a Christmas tree farm in Lake Elmo. It's almost 200 years old. Native American burial grounds. There's layers upon layers of ghosts. Was The Cure a 1995 movie? Yeah. Fascinating. And you grew up in the house that is featured in that? Yes. What? Wow. That's yeah, amazing. Ten. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I know. Hey, I'll I can have my own radio show. Am I right? You did right, you. Amy. You're I was just going to suggest it. All right, Amy. We love you. Have okay. A, love you guys. Have a good day. You All right, too. Stay on the phone. Mike will get your information. Oh my God, she's okay. adorable. I want to adopt her. She's so cute. Wonder how old she is. I'm trying to think if the adoption would work well or be creepy. Probably creepy, for sure. Can we do, do we have time really quick? You have time for whatever you want, Donna. All right, tiebreaker? Yeah, sounds good. Quick tiebreaker here for what to come down to this. We've uh, talked about some of the biggest winners at the Golden Globes, but uh, this NBC sitcom set in New York City could have been considered the greatest loser at the Globes. 30 nominations, but never a victory. <gasps> it stars Eric McCormick. Donna. Deborah, yep. Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Deborah Messing, Megan Mullally, and Sean Hayes. 30 nominations and never won. Wow. That is wild. I would have never guessed that. Although I just did. Thank you. That's great how you do stuff. So good. We got to go, though. When we come back, Donna will tell everyone how to stop a panic attack. Yeah. I I have a guess. Okay. Because you wrote this down and I didn't look at your story. I have a guess. I think I know the answer. So we'll do that. Also, I watched the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie uh, called Mutant Mayhem. And I'm going to give you my thoughts on it. And I have a question for Mike who saw it in the summer when it came out. Did I miss something? We'll see if you can set the record straight. That when we come back, Don and Steve on my talk. Hi, everybody. It's Steve Patterson. And I'm Donna Donna, Valentine. Donna. Thank you. Uh, it's New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Maybe you're thinking about your resolution. Maybe you had a resolution and you're like, all right, I don't know if I'm vibing with this. It's got to connect, right? It's got to be in an area of your life where you're feeling a little complacent that you know there's room for growth. How about finances, huh? The Canopy Group can really help. Uh, last year, over 2,700 Minnesotans conquered their complacency and they contacted the Canopy Group for their homeowners and auto insurance need. It's an easy call because guess what? 81% of them. Had only one agent with one company, which means they didn't get any options. The Canopy Group, of course, offered them a team of 40 professionals. 16 companies represented so many options. And every year, here's what the Canopy Group does year after year. They examine every existing Canopy client, and they make sure that you're still getting the best coverage at the best price. So it's not like you just save money when you jump over. By the way, average savings over $800. But every year, they will make sure that you're getting the best insurance at the best price. Start saving money today at thecanopygroup.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
time is it? Today is... Is this thing on? <laughs> I think these are, are fun you? jokes to make. I love it. It's uh, Monday, January 8th, if you're listening today. All right. Day eight into dry January, everybody. Congratulations. Good job. Nice. Good job. Yes. Queen. We're dealing with a friggin' pre-diabetic over here. You I mean, I go right. to make other jokes about you now during the commercial break, and you're like, take it easy. I'm pre-diabetic. <laughs> is that a part of the, the treatment plan is don't be around people who joke about you? Yes. It could turn into a serious matter. So what is the alternative here? If you start pre-diabetic, is the alternative just you either... Are you pre-diabetic for the rest of your life? No, you, you can turn it around. So you can just be standard person or... <laughs> pre-diabetic or diabetic so did your i guess you haven't even talked to your doctor about this you just looked at the charts yeah they're not really i sent a message they're not getting back to me i mean i'm barely over it let's say i didn't do the what do you call it a1c i didn't do that it was just a glucose test Mm. so it's if you go over 100 now you're in the pre-diabetes stage so i'm at 103 so People go a long time without even knowing they're pre-diabetic. If you're not going to the doctor and you're not getting, you you probably have no idea. Right. No clue. Yeah. So because I have the knowledge, now I can do something about it. Knowledge is power. You damn right. So that's good. And you've been able to still enjoy yourself when you go out and about. Yes, Queen. Yes, I'm giving all my cookies away, you know, and I'm doing dry January. So I. That's great had brunch recently with some friends and we're like the bloody mary crew you know we did virgin bloody mary's with um non-alcoholic beers as our chasers oh cool yeah it was great it was fine i got some zing zang great and i'm doing my thing i'm not doing dry january um but i am doing i don't know how long i'm going to do it for i haven't made a, a commitment but you get to drink a day a week Choose a day mm-hmm. um, and every week, because if you've ever, if you've been like me, anytime I do any kind of like timed commitment, I start a negotiation process yeah, in my yeah. head. And so that gets That's tiresome. Normal. And so anyway, now it is, uh, you get to choose a day that you get to enjoy whatever beverages you're looking for that day. But every week starts on Sunday, ends on Saturday. That is Got iron it. clad, cannot be moved. So like, for instance, this weekend... I chose, I drank on Saturday and then had more drinks on Sunday. And now the earliest that I could have it again would be next Saturday, Sunday. Oh, I see. And then, you know what I'm saying? So like yeah, if you wait till later in the starts, week, so, yeah, okay. but you can't yeah, do any of those two days in a row. That's interesting back to back. way to do it. Okay. No, it, you're missing it. I, 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 what I just did this week of choosing Saturday to be my one day and then Sunday, I can't do Saturday, Sunday next week. It can't always be. Weekends, but because the earliest next time, you can do is next Sunday. And then the earliest I can do it after that is the following Sunday. So it looks like Sunday's your day, buddy. Enjoy. <laughs> well, no, you, you blew can... it by doing two back-to-backs. I didn't blow it. I already did it, and now I'm going to do other things. Okay. I am doing blow, I should mention. <laughs> <laughs> and that has really helped to fight the cravings. <laughs> <laughs> that is a joke, everybody. That's a joke. A serious joke. Yeah, don't. Steve's like don't the cleanest guy on the planet. Drugs. Oh my God. It's so fun. What are we supposed to be doing here? I don't even remember. Um, we so have two things. We have a thing about up. how to stop a panic attack. Yes. I have a guess. And then I have a question about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Mike. Very quickly, because uh, this would have been my tip following the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, uh, but we ran out of time. 
There is a doctor on TikTok who is giving this piece of advice. Yes, Steve. I want to guess it, so just don't get to it before I can guess. Okay. Do you want to? He's giving the advice on how to stop a. Yes, yeah, so, you know a lot of people have attack. anxiety. I think it's very common. But if you're starting to, it's starting to get out of control. There's mm-hmm. one specific thing. What do you think? I think it is turn on the cold water, mm. get it in your hands, and then splash as cold of water as you can onto your face. Not a bad guess. Not a correct guess. Here's what he said. It's been going around. It's about popping a sour warhead at the first sign of anxiety or a panic attack. And as a doctor, I can tell you this actually works really well. And I've shared it with a lot of my patients. The act of consuming something intensely sour diverts the attention away from the panic attack. Then engaging the taste buds and focusing on the sensory experience disrupts the anxiety cycle. Interestingly, the sour taste triggers a physical response. That sour face expression that we all make and the muscles contract, well, that helps release tension. Then as you all know, sour warheads are sweet at the end. This creates a pleasurable experience, signaling the brain to release dopamine, and that creates a positive, rewarding association with overcoming the panic attack. So, next time anxiety knocks on your door, don't panic. Pop a sour candy instead. Okay. I mean, I guess you could, you know, have someone drop a safe on your foot, too. You know? You know, whatever. Like, you're just trying to divert, and that, like, I think your That's idea... That's the dunking your face same, in cold water. Same, same concept. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the face in cold water reduces blood flow to non-essential organs, and instead focuses blood to the brain and to the heart, which reduces panic symptoms. Got it. Okay, But you're good. right, yeah. You know. I mean, anything to divert, you know? Yeah, if you're having a panic attack, and then someone says... With uh, I'm trying to flesh this out. <laughs> Someone comes up to you with a gun, I was going to say, but that could increase panic symptoms. Yes, indeed. Which was like, I watched a bit of Gary Goldman's new stand-up oh, special God. on HBO Max this Which weekend. Which means Steve's not going to get to the point for another three minutes. Well, and he said, <laughs> he said, you know, I actually failed out of analogy school, which is like, Uh-huh. That's the joke. Do you get it, Donna? No, I wasn't listening. Look at me. Look <laughs> at me. Right, right, no, take your hands right, off of your go, mice go, go, and go, your all right, keyboard. All right, mice. I actually I failed out of analogy school, which is like Do you get it? <laughs> yes, because he can't find anything. He to, can't come up with yeah, an analogy right. to describe. Yeah, I get it. It is not that funny. Listen. <laughs> I wasn't loving the special. I wanted to. Dang it, we don't. Or Mike, real quick. Yeah, right. what's up? Watch Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Really enjoyed Fantastic it. Fantastic movie. Yep. Really enjoyed it. Thought mm-hmm. it was great. Funny writing. Listen closely, yeah. and there was all sorts of just little bits that are like, "That's cute. That's funny. That's a callback." Easter egg. Um, I was under the impression. Did I step out and go to the bathroom at just the wrong time that I was waiting for? I thought that they were going to be going through different versions of animation all throughout the movie. Did I make this up in my head? You are thinking of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. The animation for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stays the same the entire time. I was waiting to see it turn into the Saturday morning cartoon version (laughs) from like the late 80s, early 90s. That's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. All right. Well, I feel done now. we got that figured out. (laughs) But really enjoyable. It's Um, it's on Prime right now, but you got to buy, you got to rent it for like $5.99. Maybe it's on Paramount Plus if you subscribe to that, but... It's great. Moves along quickly. Um, and I just really enjoyed it. It was funny and modern, self-aware. 
these self-aware cartoons like Mario Brothers was as well um, are, are really good. So I hope there's more of these Turtles-style movies that are in the pipeline because it was great. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I'll come and tell you about a very funny part, Mike. Um, Sounds good. That you have to pause. There's oh. a notebook scene in Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. When April O'Neil wants to ask them questions, if you're watching it at home, pause it. Read all of the questions. They are so stinking oh, funny. funny. Cool. We have to go. All right. We'll be back. Bye. Hey, friends. It's Steve. You know, the season is changing, and now is the time to begin planning your winter adventures here in Minnesota. From dog sledding across a frozen lake to dining in an igloo, winter can be magical in Minnesota. So start planning your winter getaway and visit one of the world's largest malls or catch a touring Broadway production. Get your free monthly travel e-newsletter and start planning your dream trip or browse through endless events and activities happening throughout the entire state by visiting ExploreMinnesota.com.